Blog Talk Radio. It's Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait is the war room. With five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. What up, though? What's going on? You are once again live in that War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm in the building with my brother Jimmy the Blueprint. Yo, NFL Week 5 is over, Week 6 is on deck, but uh, because of the Warriors' ongoing situation, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, teammate etiquette is what we're going to call it. Uh, me and Jim are about to Jada and Styles this ish because B Austin is not with us this evening. So sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of Earth. Episode 648 starts now. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? What's going on? Ain't nothing, man. What's really good, man? None. Can't know, call I'm trying, it. <laughs> trying to figure out how, how you, Vi, and Miz, and y'all watch the Phillies all season with that bullpen. I, I'd, have been, I'd have been angry. Yeah, I mean that's why it's a lot of cursing going on in the in the chat every every yeah. night because of that bullpen. I don't know, how y- I don't know how y'all dealt with that, bro. I was, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, me, 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 me and Hank, me and Hank jump on for the playoffs, and we like already pissed yeah, at them, so, already you know, frustrated as hell. Like what the hell? Yeah, I don't know, man. They, you know, they they quote unquote shocked the world with the victory in Game One, um, the big series winning. St. Louis, first of all, because all of those games are on the road. Um, so it's one-one with the Braves, man. We're gonna see what they can do. Um, you know, Philly teams. I was just talking to somebody. Matter of fact, somebody we both know yesterday about this. Uh, shout out to Dave Curry, uh, former uh, Central High School point guard, two-five-three. Uh, I was talking to Dave. His son was playing against my son in baseball yesterday, but we were talking about how Philly oh, teams. <laughs> Philly teams like um, they operate better when they're under the radar, and and you can yeah. liken that back. Look, Eagles won their first Super Bowl in a year where nobody in the preseason picked them to go to the playoffs. You know what I mean? You're like Kirk Cousins. But every time they were supposed to win, and you know, there's a lot building up about them right now. This is when Choke City happens. So it's like with the Phillies. So, I don't so want nobody to get Philly, too Philly hyped. Philly. <laughs> be like Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? When the bright lights come on, you know they they fold tail and run. I mean that's why over the years it's always been a lot of close but no cigar, a lot of what do you call it? Uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> Whatever cliche you want to use for the Phillies coming up a little bit, sh- Philly teams in general coming up a little bit short. Um, 
it all applies because that's just, I don't know, that's what it is with the city. The city takes on more of that underdog mantra. So when they are the underdogs, they perform a whole lot better. So stop being good for the team. Just be all right until playoff time and then get on a hot streak. But we'll see what's up with that. But before we get started, y'all know what it is. We got to remind you, whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of the show. And all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, you can do that on our website at warroomsports.com on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room, your favorite show, uh, Tissue and the Tape for all you hip-hop heads, The Broad Street Line, and Superstars, if you're into Philly sports, John Appetit, if you call yourself a foodie, on the couch with the Wilsons, if you think you're in the TV, movies, streaming platforms and i say if you think it's because the wilsons and and jimmy and i we always joke about this man the wilsons have extra hours in their day they have more hours in their day than the rest of us so that's why their their motto is we watch everything so you don't have to and when they say everything i don't know how but they watch everything (laughs) so shout out to everybody on the war room sports podcast network all right so these hot topics Brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for you to make some bread. Uh, sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, then it's time to stop wasting time. Place a bet. Place a bet with your boys, man. Lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your bread fast. With no hassle, they even have in-game live betting so you can place wages a little bit after the game start. Now, if you want a discount, you know, on us, you could join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. They actually hit us this week, Jim. So some new promos coming out. So, you know, we'll probably have something different for you guys next week. But for now, just use that promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. That'll activate the current offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid, there's nothing else to it. All right, so like I said a little bit in the intro, man, because I didn't get to rap about this with y'all last week, man. So I'll go back for a few minutes, man, on the Draymond punch. Because, you know, the video has been circulating. For the first week, it was just the rumors of it (laughs) and what happened. And then we actually got to see it, which you know, in 2022, in, in the era of social media, it makes every thing much worse when you actually get to see the video of it like we've seen nfl players punch women but we've heard it first and it was eh, wasn't so bad and then once the video came out everybody was like oh he in trouble he in trouble trouble so it's like i couldn't imagine this this punch looking the way it did until i saw the video and i say that based on you've been on teams all your life i've been on teams we've been on teams together you know, teammates, especially if you've been teammates for a while, it's like a brotherhood. So mm-hmm. brothers fight. We know brothers fight, real brothers, blood brothers fight. But when bro- blood brothers fight, like it's been rare in my lifetime that I've seen a pair of brothers or a pair of sisters fight and actually throw hands at each other, like punch each other in the face. I see siblings fight, you know, it's a lot of wrestling, a lot of pushing, you know what I mean, holding you down, just just, just a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah. Draymond Green punched this dude like he was a stranger on the street that was, like, 
talking some big ish about his mama or something. Um, yeah, that was kind of that nature y'all there. Yeah, so so I mean, what we'll, we'll, what I want to get into real quick tonight is the, is about the so-called punishment because a lot of people on social media are kind of up in arms because they don't think Draymond Green got punished correctly for this whole thing because they're comparing it to stuff like uh, Porter when he broke Miritich's jaw in Chicago. Um, you know, he had to publicly apologize. I think he got an eight-game suspension, of course, without pay. Um, we only heard about Michael Jordan punching his teammate Steve Kerr in the face. And maybe that's why Steve Kerr is not laying down the gauntlet on, on the ball Draymond because he's been through this before. I guess he like, look, man, Mike punched me, but I wouldn't be where I am without Mike. So it's whatever. I'm not going to take <laughs> this too seriously. So Draymond got – he was away from the team for a week. And and when I even read that language, it seemed like it was his – kind of his choice to, to step away and, you know, come back whenever. Um, there was an undisclosed monetary fine but he's not going to be suspended for any regular season games. So you got any thoughts on that? I mean, listen, I got so many, because watching it and seeing it so many times, because it's been like, you know, constant repeat on social media. And I've heard things too. I've heard that um, Jordan Poole wasn't the most loved person on that team. A lot of his teammates were fed up with him due to fulfilling himself since the finals. And if you watch it, nobody stops Draymond when he's walking up on board. Like you said, I've been on teams, ah. and you know what I'm saying? Like, most of the time, even when you and, and, and someone ready to run. Shoot, you're talking about approaching, Jim. Nobody of note ran over there after he stretched his boots. I ain't that, see Steph back in that the too. frame. I ain't see Clay back so, in the frame. So he that, stretched his boots. And so, so it's like, you know, um, that is telling to me, right? So that's the one part. The other part is, um, I don't know what they could have done. Like, I've heard from other players as well. Like, yo, fights happen in practice. Like, uh, I think it was someone said, man, I'm glad. Uh, one of the ex players from the Knicks was like, man, from the '90s Knicks was like, I'm glad our our footage wasn't leaked. Like, you know, and your man. You know, he liked to throw punches. It was uh, Chris Childs. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, he yeah, liked yeah, to throw. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh-huh. I believe he that the they played, they had to fight in practice. But that's yeah, the thing, so like, like. But you think about it back then, though, Jim. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't an issue back then. Like that was '90s, maybe early to mid '90s, the whole '80s and before. When dudes got in fights, dudes got dudes got in fights. Like they punched each other. Like Kermit Washington damn near killed Rudy T with a punch. Yeah. You saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar punching people. You saw uh, uh, Doc and Bird. You know, trying to trying to kill each other. These days, when NBA players fight, it's a whole lot of posturing, acting tough, a lot of hold me back. Like, I'm going to act crazy until everybody gets in front of me, and then I'm going to act like I, you know, really wanted a piece. It's a lot of that going on. So it's different these days. Yeah. So to see that in the real games, but to see somebody actually get stretched and practice, that's, that's what got me tripping a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, and also, like, what, what kind of punishment do people want? Like, this is an internal matter. It's not like right. this happened during an NBA game. The footage shouldn't have been leaked. I mean, that's the first thing. Like, you got to fire everybody on your video staff. Like, that's Man, ridiculous. Like, because, again, this, I ain't trying to risk no games. 
<laughs> like these yeah, this is this is, this is ridiculous. that's the most ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure there's other. Like, I, I know people probably sitting around like, "Damn, I'm glad uh, our you know our footage ain't leaked." Uh, probably more teams than just the right, right. in general because this has to happen. This has to happen right. all the time. Like, think about how many fights you see in the NFL teams and their practices. Like, now granted they all got right, helmets hey, on, so a lot of times they look stupid, but they rumble every practice. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it definitely happens. Like you're gonna get into some scuffles. It's just like I said, in in this era of every single thing. Be, having being on videotape somewhere, like it just look worse than you imagine a fight at a at basketball camp would be like. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm I'm the same way with you. Like I don't understand what people are expecting. Like I mean, I heard them compare it to the the Bobby Porter situation, but I mean, let's be honest. Like the Bulls were some trash at that point, so you suspending. Anybody on the team, it's not going to hurt the team more than they already hurt themselves every night on the court. But this is a championship team. Like, what y'all want us to do? Like, and we've argued for yeah, years the Bobby, about the, Draymond what's the, what's being the, the glue Porter on that say? team. We're going to suspend the glue. <laughs> Remember, he yeah, punched Miritic, broke his jaw. And that's another thing. There was, a, there was a result to that one. Like, he broke his jaw. So they probably couldn't let that slide. Like, if he would have punched Miritic and it was just a punch, he had a red face for a couple of days. Probably wouldn't have been eight games, but he broke the dude jaw. So it's like, yeah, he all right, said you're recently. making him this time. He said something so about the Draymond thing. Yeah, he tweeted. He he said something like, "Oh, when it's them, you know, there's no punishment, but when it's me." So he 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 basically compared it to just like, as a matter of fact, he probably started it. And you know how people on social media just jump on the bandwagon yeah. of anything. Like, yeah, it was them, but they the warriors. So yeah. So that's so that's the sentiment going around. Oh, they the Warriors, so nothing's happening. <laughs> my my thing is this though. My, my, my response to that is <laughs> yeah. My response to that is yeah. They the Warriors. Like I hate when people do that. Like man, they the Warriors. Like right. they're, or they're like yo yeah. people. People. They went chips. This, everybody ain't time to be fair, dog. Having people out. Right. This is this is Earth, man. Like if if y'all ain't get over the fact right now that every single person is not treated fair and equally. And if you're black, you damn sure shouldn't be saying this. We ain't never got treated fairly and equally. Like, <laughs> like you, we know more than most that life ain't fair. So, come on, man. Yeah, it's the Warriors compared to the Bulls of, you know, almost you know five years ago. Like, what are we gonna do? Facts. So, but but I but I feel what you're saying, Jim. Like, it didn't look like anybody was overly concerned. And when you watch him play. Like, I, I like his game, but when you watch him play and his, you know, his reaction to when he gets hot and stuff like that, you can see he's probably a dude that can definitely get under your skin. You know what I mean, like, he'd be feeling himself when he get hot in a, in a Warriors game. So I'm pretty sure a lot of opponents wanted to, uh, you know, tag him a couple of times too. But, Yo, um, shout out to Casey Mack. It's Casey Mack left a comment in uh, the chat saying that on um, the group chat saying, he thinks that Draymond people leak their footage because, you know, it helps his brand. So he can get up out of there. Well, and that's that's that, he said that he's tired of everybody thinking he's a fake tough guy. Okay. Yeah, you know, because when, you know, LeBron put his nuts in his face, he ain't get up and tag Bron like that. But Bron is about 6'9", 260. King. So, this is, yeah. And, yeah, and King yeah. Too. I mean, back then, it wasn't known how much Draymond was on his pipe. But, you know, now we see why he didn't want to risk it that night. <laughs> he didn't want to risk it. 
They didn't want to risk the biscuit. Yo, did but, you um, did you did you get a chance to watch that video I dropped in the group chat earlier with Draymond talking about his wedding, and then Brian talking about his wedding? I didn't see it today, but I know we watched something a long time ago when Draymond said something about my king came to my wedding. Is that the one? No, 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 no. It's a different one. He just oh, talked that he's okay. on the shop. It's a recent jump, but he's talking about the wedding okay. that he just so this boy, had. This boy literally said, about, I thank my king for coming to yo. Yo, so he, so he was talking about first of all how KD fleeting. KD told me he would be there in fleeting, but so Brian gets talking about his wedding and talk about how he had crashers. Like folks was in there eating the food and dancing and everything, and you know, end up realizing that nobody in there knew him. Joe, <laughs> how do you, you get? Gotta, yeah, you got to watch it. All right, definitely. Um, yeah, man, so it's crazy, but you know, Draymond, you know, allegedly wants to be a Laker. So it very well could have been Jeremiah's people that leaked that whole thing. But TMZ broke somebody off uh, for that footage. Um, there's moles everywhere. So that's one thing. Um, I'm pretty sure the Warriors were salty that the video, the footage of that actually got out. Because I'm wondering, like, once we heard the whispers of it, I'm wondering if any deal would have been made out of it had the video not come out. They'd have probably just forced Jordan – uh, pull the shake ball hand that just knocked him out, and 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 move on with his life. So this might this maybe this will get Draymond out of town, like he wants, um, so he can go be with his king. And and about that comment, Jim. Yeah, I don't care if I'm getting married and I actually live in Zamunda, and and Jaffe Joe Fair showed up to my wedding. Like I can't call somebody my king. I could say the king came to my wedding if Joffrey Joffer came to. I can't say thank you, my king, for coming. Like hell, I can't do that, man. <laughs> I just can't. It's just not in me. I don't know. All right, but um, before yeah. we move on, uh, B. Austin was on the streets earlier in the war wagon, interviewing people about this whole thing, and a couple of people had some stuff. Not even to say to Draymond, they had some stuff to say to, to, to Jordan Poole. This was the first guy. You got knocked the fuck up! <laughs> and then he, uh, he, he, he got one from some old head on the street. Hey, young man, you got knocked the fuck out! <laughs> so that's what Jordan Poole is dealing with for the next month or so um, after getting his boot stretched, going viral. Uh, it is what it is. All right, quick MLB postseason check-in. I know we, we probably don't have a lot of baseball fans out there because in all of these years, I mean, we talk about baseball a little bit, but nobody's ever called us and like, yo, man, y'all need to talk more baseball. So, you know, we like to get the people what they want and don't get the people what they don't want. So we're going to give a quick postseason picture right now. Um, as we know, the wild card rounds are already over. The Phillies beat the uh, went into St. Louis and beat the Cardinals two games to zero. The Padres beat the 100-plus win Mets. They went out like suckers again, um, two to one. And on the American League side, Tampa Bay beat Cleveland two games to zero. Uh, the Seattle Mariners, who hadn't been in the playoffs since, you know, a lot of y'all kids before they were born, <laughs> when some of y'all probably were still just teenagers, uh, they beat the Toronto Blue Jays two games to zero. So now, I'm sorry, I, didn't, I said Tampa Bay beat Cleveland. I mean Cleveland beat Tampa Bay two games to zero. 
So now Cleveland locking horns with the Yankees. The Yankees lead the series, the divisional series, one game to nothing. Uh, Houston leads the Mariners in the divisional series, one game to nothing. I believe they might be playing right now. Uh, I don't know what the – check on that score. Yeah, Seattle, uh, Houston is leading 3-2, to two, top of the eighth. So if they finish this off, they're going to go up two games to none on the Mariners. Back to the National League side, the Phillies and Braves are tied at one game apiece, and the Padres and Dodgers tied at one game apiece. So we'll see how all of this plays out. Uh, go Phillies, though. All right, so um, last week, Jim, in the NFL, man, we had <laughs> we had some questionable roughing the passer calls. And the first one, of course, um, he always seems to be involved some way, somehow. Tom Brady got hit. Didn't look like a vicious hit. Uh, he was kind of spun around and thrown to the ground, in my opinion, pretty gently. They got the 15-yard penalty. And this was in the midst of an Atlanta comeback. So a lot of people think that call actually cost them the game because had that not been called and they just gave them the sack, Atlanta would have gotten the ball back with another chance to win this game, and they had all the momentum in the world. So with that happening, and then you had one that happened in the Raiders game, when uh, who was it, Chris Jones from – yeah, it was Chris Jones from the Chiefs. They claim he landed on Derek Carr with with his full body weight, which from the slow mo, re- which from the replays just wasn't true because he took the ball with one hand and before they hit the ground, he used his other hand to brace himself so he wouldn't put his whole body weight onto Derek Carr. Um, but both of these things were called. Um, do you think? especially since Tom Brady was involved. When that one happened, especially with what was going on in that game, the momentum that Atlanta had, do you think that was a Tom Brady call? Do you think it was an overreaction to the Tua situation, or do you think it's a little bit of both? I think it was a Tua call, man. Like, I mean, ever since that Tua thing, man, like it's not even just those calls. It's been several mm-hmm. calls. And also people going out of the game, like, you know, for concussion protocols, where I know they wouldn't have went out of the game for concussion protocols. Like right, yeah, like now you ago. can't get up. You can't get up and trip over your own foot because as soon as they see you stumble, <laughs> they're like, "All right, yeah, get the pin up." It's, it's, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy what's going on right now. But you, but again, you understand why based upon, you know, right. what has happened. You know what I mean? What has transpired? So I, I get it. But but it's, it's also man. a case, Jim, I mean, we've talked about this for years. It's also a case of, okay, so if this is what we're going to be doing, though, like this is football. Like there's no way around the violence in football. There are sub-concussive hits on every single play. So if we really care about these players and their brains and their futures, like there's really nothing else we can do but at some point move away from the game of football. So we asked this question probably about five years ago. Like, will football still be here in 20, 25 years from now? Will it still be here? Because you can't try to act like you care at the same time, but you still govern over a game that's as violent as football, as violent as hockey. Like, something got to give at some point. 
I think as long as people are poor in this country, they'll always play football. Like, you know, maybe the demographic shift. And I think they, you know, are kind of, it's almost like with boxing, right? A lot of those guys that in the past would have been heavyweights have tried other things, other sports. Um, right. And I think something like that will happen possibly with uh, with football. The backwards thing, though, is so many former football players trying to box now. Like, y'all just don't want to give your brain a break. Yeah. Shout it, out to it, AP. It makes too much money, though. <laughs> it makes too much damn money, though. You know what I'm saying? It makes right. too much money for it to ever go away permanently. Yeah. I mean, cause we've always said it, and I think you mentioned it in Sports the Book, like, you know, about this type, about, you know, how you can get injured in football, um, about mm-hmm. steroids and all that kind of stuff. If you want to do all of that to entertain us, like, who are we to say? Let's go. No. Yeah. We're going to be here watching. But to reiterate and, you know, a conversation that- from a couple of weeks ago, that Tua shit did scare me, though. <laughs> like, like, damn, that. No, absolutely it did. Absolutely. Listen, bro, I know for a fact, like, the NFL is, like, the biggest thing. When I used to have that online casino for the time that I had it, um, I would have, like, months and months. It was just, like, minimal money. NFL season would kick in, and it was like, oh, my God. And this is at a small scale. I can only imagine what it does for, like, Vegas or casinos. And now – with right. you being able to, to go right into your phone, it's like, yo, it's too much money. No, man, it's just too you much, can go on your phone, go to mybookie.ag, put in War Room, all caps, and you can just get it in. Like, exactly. <laughs> Make money, money, money. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like, too much money involved. So I'm like, something got to give. And I think what's eventually going to give is, you know, all this morality that's going on. At some point, they just gonna come out and be blunt. Like, look, these dudes know what they sign up for. This is this is what it is. He dies. He dies. <laughs> he just, exactly. Just, like, I mean, some cats don't mind having scrambled eggs for brains. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as long as they can put food on their family. <laughs> exactly. Like it is what it is, and get a nice iced out chain. <laughs> so, speaking of this whole situation, the Tua situation, yo, Teddy Bridgewater went out and is now in the concussion protocol. So Miami is down to their third-string quarterback, some cat named Skylar Thompson. <laughs> Shout out Yo. to who, who was that? Was that Savada or was that Billy Beige? that said, boy, sound like he leads the WNBA in scoring with that name. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was Billy Beige. <laughs> Billy Beige out of control, you know? Yo, out of control. It definitely sounds like a WNBA name, though. But um, Skylar Thompson will be leading the once-promising Miami Dolphins uh, into battle this week, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to our NFL Pick 6 segment. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater and Tua are both in the protocol, but they both were in practice this week. T- Tua came back to practice on Wednesday in a limited non-contact basis. Teddy Br- Bridgewater came back to practice this morning on a limited non-contact basis. My question is, why the hell is Tua on a football field? I don't care what basis is on. Why is Tua <laughs> back on a football field? Like, Yo, I have no idea. Like, when I, y'all, when y'all showed me that. I was like, what Tua is he should proving? be done for at least a season, if not forever. He should be done. Yeah, for I have season. no idea. I have no idea what that young man is trying to prove. He don't Two weeks later, for much. This man is back on a football field. I'm pretty sure at this point, just running probably gives him a headache. So it's like, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing? Yeah. All right. Whatever, dude. 
We'll see. We'll see. He on our list, man. Cats on our stay away, man. Like, and two, you know, it's probably a cultural thing too. Like the way they see football, man, it's like religion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, but that's when you need an organization to save a player for himself. But Miami don't seem like they're they're that organization. So because you know what you're talking about. They they still tripling, quadrupling down on the on the his back being hurt instead of his head. So <laughs> Miami ain't shit. All right, so let's go to our quote of the week, man. Our quote of the week <laughs> was an interesting one. Um, bear with me; it's longer than the usual quotes of the week, but it's uh, I'm hungry and I'm eager to get to that point, but it's a process. Rome wasn't built overnight. These are the same things I've said when we were two and five. Nothing changes. My mindset doesn't change. I personally hate hearing five and zero. Oh. I don't like to hear it because nobody wanted to mention the record when we were two and five. Nobody wanted to talk about that. So I don't want to hear it now. I don't want to hear it now. That is from Eagles' new megastar quarterback. <laughs> feeling myself. Feeling myself. Jalen Hurts. Yo, these comments are funny to me because first of all, they're not true. You, you you live in Philadelphia, homie. When you're two and five, I'm pretty sure you heard a lot about it. I'm pretty sure you heard. It just wasn't the same thing that you're hearing now. So either mm-hmm. express that better or or chill with the, you know, with the shtick because you're in Philly. <laughs> you're definitely going to hear it when you're two and five. You probably didn't listen to it because the first time you tuned in, it was so scathing that you didn't want to hear it. But now that you're 5-0, and oh, you claim you don't want to hear it, but you're listening. And that's why you're saying the things you're saying. This is on brand for him, though. And I think, you know, I had conversations with people about this this week because I was like, Jalen's a very likable dude, and I like the dude. But at some point, to me, all his comments, all his press conference, it became shtick to me. This is his reputation. This is his brand. So he has to talk like this. He has to be the guy like, you know, winning at all costs is the thing. Um, this team and our camaraderie and our togetherness. And he also has to be the guy that's saying, we haven't done anything yet. You know what I'm saying? So don't talk about us like we're this, we're that. You, it's on brand for me though. right now. And it's starting, starting it's to almost like, a little corny because you expect so it now. for me, right? But he's a like. I call this like the, uh, I call this like the, uh, the Bow Wow syndrome, right? It's almost like. With these guys in the way sports is now in terms of business and everything, um, they are brought up and, and trained in a way that, you know, how to speak in cliche and how to say the right thing that, you know, so, so sometimes people say, well, I don't even know if that's who they are. That's just a stick. I think that they don't know who they are. Like you, when you've been ingrained to talk and do these things in a certain way. Like they got to take the temperature and just, see what's best for them and their brain. Now, let me say this this week. <laughs> Yo, it's funny though because the reason I called the Bow Wow syndrome because I've seen like an interview with Bow Wow and like he talks about like you know being so young and getting into like entertainment and hip hop and being with JD and spending time with Pub and spending time with this person. Like he never realized who he was, which is why he's always in the news doing something drawn, whether he's trying to act tough, trying to be a ladies' man, or trying to do this because. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you've been told what to say for so long that right. like, we'll, we'll probably never know who the real Jalen Hurts is because he's been prepared for this moment 
for so long. Right. I was watching um um I mean, but we catch those candid moments man. like locker room moments after a win and it uh-huh. doesn't sound like this. Like it, it's real it's kinda cocky. Told these motherfuckers and they thought this and they thought I wasn't <laughs> so you, you hear it. They forget that, you know, it's twenty four seven cameras out here. So you go on the press conference and, and do your shtick and you know, like, one of these days somebody gonna pull out their phone like, What about this though? <laughs> like, like, like when I watched Frenchie the other day, when Frenchie was going off, as we call him, um, the nickname we've given him in the chat, Frenchie, uh, well, Wimbledon is what I call him because I don't want to call him Wimbledon. Yeah, he, yeah, Wimbledon baby mama. When Wimbledon, when Wimbledon baby mama was going off, um, those two games, and you know, I gotta agree, I've never seen nothing like that. Um, one of the things that impressed me is when he was getting interviewed, mm-hmm. like he seemed like he's been in the league for ten years already. Just how poised he was answering the questions. When you're that big of a prospect, you get prepared. You get prepared for it. Yeah, and I was like, yo, this thing sounds like a 10-year veteran, like, talking. He was so calm and cool and collective. Like, there were no nerves at all. And I was Uh like, damn, this dude has been prepared to be an all-star. Like, he's already, um, you know, full clutch mode. And then left left the arena and went to his hotel room. Me, mom, come down with me. <laughs> yeah, yo, Wendell and Baby Mama, man. I don't know how long Wendell and Baby Mama been a prospect, but he's definitely been prepared. Yeah, he's been prepared for this one his whole life. Um, I mean, when you three and you like five six, you know, people probably start yeah. preparing you. Like, son, you are gonna get interviewed one day. This yeah, is the kind of stuff I want you to say. Like, how many parents start tripping when they went to like? Like you know, play ball, and he pulled up, and he like ten, right? And he like six Check nine. Check his birth certificate. Check his birth uh-huh, certificate. They probably was like, yeah, uh-huh, you know, you had to hear that all the time. Uh huh. Because I, I hear those exact words, like probably once a once a week. You know what I mean? When we pull up somewhere <laughs> and playing against some giants, so I, you know, you know what I did? I went out and got me some giants. My giants ain't skilled yet, though. We gotta teach. We gotta teach them up. But you can't. What's the old cliche? Then you can't teach height. So they got that. They got that. So we're gonna teach them how to how to how to use that 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 size. Yo, but even that though, right? Even that though, think about Wendell baby mama. Dude is like seven six. So imagine how you know what I mean. Like you probably got a little height. So so what age are you talking about? Like you coaching? Eleven. How how tall you think? We got eleven. Baby mama was at eleven. What is he now? Seven four. At eleven, no, they said he had to be about seven six. <laughs> Yo, but go ahead, though. so he had to be, he had to be six six at eleven, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I got a, I got a, I got a six two kid. I got a six two kid, and uh, maybe a six foot six one kid. The 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 shorter of the two is the more athletic. Um. Yeah, they, but they they need a lot of teaching. They, they need they definitely need a lot of teaching. But it's still at this age, you know, people looking crazy at them in, in the in the layup lines. They think they about to get bludgeoned. But all I need them to do at this point is is rebound. We could just dominate the boards and scare people from coming inside. That's all I need from y'all. Y'all ain't got to be Shaq. Yeah, the funniest the funniest <laughs> jaws back in the day. The funniest jaws back in the day when you come to a gym. And you see another team, and they got some like dudes that just humongous, and you like, mm-hmm. oh my god! And then the game starts, you realize like, yo, they don't know what they're doing. Have they ever really right. played basketball before? 
that's and that's that's probably what they say about my guys. <laughs> like, yo, where you find them? <laughs> hope they, hope their parents ain't listening. We gonna teach them up though. They gonna be beasts when I finish with them. But um, yeah, man. Shout out to my to my youngins. Um, stat of the week. Now th- this is interesting. That the stat that I'm reading is actually from last week. You can add a few numbers to this because this man didn't give up any quarterback sacks or or pressures last week. This is a stat from Lane Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles, right tackle. Um, he's been – it sounds like, you know, when I hear the national pundit speaking, it's starting to be universal that they think he's the best right tackle in football. Um, and the reason we're bringing this stat up this week is because his biggest test is going to come in the form of Michael Parsons on Sunday night. So all of these oh numbers God. that we're about to read <laughs> might they might get wiped out in in the next few days. So Lane Johnson snaps since the last time he allowed a quarterback sack was 918 snaps, which was week seven of the 2021 season. Um, That's amazing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. That was 918. That was the snaps since the last time he allowed a quarterback hit, not a sack. Okay. His quarterback could get hit. 918 snaps, week seven of the 2021 season. The last time he allowed a quarterback sack was 1,105 snaps ago, which was week 10 of the 2020 season. So basically when – Left edge rushers line up against uh, Lane Johnson. They basically out there just going through the motions and wasting time for 60 minutes of game time. Yeah, he's like, like he's just wasting time. time. Like, I ain't getting nothing tonight. Boy ain't gave up a hit I wonder how, since 2021, how, week seven. I wonder how Carson Palmer feels if he reads those stats. <laughs> However, this week now could be, you know, you got the groin situation going on with Michael Par- Parsons as well. Right, Carson Palmer, <laughs> David Carr, all them type of cats. Um, now, he's going up against Michael Parsons, who a lot of people in his second season are already saying this dude is in the conversation for being the best player, not the best defender, but the best football player in the NFL. He's in the conversation is what I'm hearing from people. And when I look at him, you know, from an analytical standpoint, from what we do, he's a great player. But then when I look at him from a fan perspective, I get so angry that those dudes got him. <laughs> like, I'm so mad that he's a Dallas Cowboy. But shout out to him yeah, for making that pick because that was yo, the right pick. My guy so it's going to be a battle this week. He goes yeah, it's going to be a battle this week, man. I, I, I know we've, you know, all our time, we've probably, we've said something about this before. We've had to, but it's so unfair for offensive linemen. Like, he can have yeah. stats like this, and Michael Parsons could come in next week and get two sacks. He get three sacks, they're going to say, oh, he straight dominated Lane Johnson. Even though there's about 65 to 70 offensive snaps per game, you give up three sacks, they claim that the guy dominated you. That's that's the bad rap that offensive linemen get. So it's like you're expected, you know what I'm saying, if you give up three sacks, 
but you held him on the other 40 pass attempts of the game, nobody's going to talk about that. So that's that's where, you know, the, the balance is way off in this whole sack versus, you know, blocking and not allowing sacks thing. Remember, they used to talk about that, and, and, and he used to admit it. Michael Strahan used to admit that because people used to talk about how he used to, you know, I think he was the player that sacked Donovan McNabb the most, and he used to go up against um, who was the Eagles' left tackle back then, John Runyon. But he yeah. went on TV himself like, yeah, y'all give me all them props, but y'all don't realize the other 40 plays where John Runyon kicked my ass. <laughs> but if I break through a couple times <laughs> yo, and get some sacks, yo, everybody's be keeping it real, yo, because – Yo, he kept Think it about it. If you get one sack a game, every game, you're going to the Hall of Fame. That's, 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 that means that's that you only now. Succeed, that's 17 You only season. succeed once. <laughs> exactly. You're going to the Hall of Fame. Listen, Strahan, they keeping it too real. He was on um, – Yeah, he, he uh, definitely was do. He's telling people stuff. He's he like, get off my pipe. Boy dominated me for Yo, he was on the plays, pivot. and I got and him for two. He was, uh, <laughs> he was telling them dudes on the pivot. He was like, yo – he said, in retrospect, my job was easy. He said, all I did was run straight. He was like, I ain't really got to study game. He said, what I'm studying game film for? He was like, right. I don't got no half the stuff the quarterback know. He's like, I ain't going to go half the linebackers know. He said, I'm doing one thing. I'm either like, I'm going to stop the, run- the running back who gets the ball or I'm going after the quarterback. He was like, so he's like, half of the time y'all studying, I'm chilling. Like, he was just keeping it way real. He was like, defensive line is the easiest place to play. He was like, get off my he was like it ain't no X's and O's. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, up. so let's before we talk about what happened while y'all were on the Grizz night, let's uh, do our quick pick six, man. Um, and this week, got some pretty good matchups, man. Um, we got the Jets visiting Lambeau to play the Packers, um, which is weird to me. I thought the usual thing is when you play a London game, you get that next week off just because of the, the, the length of the travel. But no, nah, he, he's saying the Packers, now nah, y'all, we getting right back to this. <laughs> y'all played early Sunday. We're going to let y'all, you know, y'all, y'all got to run it back. So uh, who you got in this one? Jets at Packers. Packers blew the London game to the Giants. Uh, kind of lost that late. The thing is, right, so the Jets are playing extremely well, like under their, you know, young young coach. They're playing well, um, showing a little confidence. Joe Flacco is actually <laughs> not playing bad. Um but they're going to Lambeau. So, I mean, just based on that, i got to take the Packers. Not confident, but i got to take the Packers. Yeah, because the Packers, that team is like you always think that there's a chance that they're going to get everything together and go on a run. Um, I think definitely since they blew that game uh, last week when they probably thought, you know, they had that in the bag, I'm going to go ahead and, and pick the Packers as well. I don't see the Jets going in there and, and beating them under those circumstances. But at the same time, man, Yo. the Packers don't seem to be those dudes anymore that can turn it on when they feel like it. But we'll Yeah, see. the crazy part about, like, the Giants, right, with the Giants' success that they're having, I was looking at some data the other day, like, Danny Dimes is, is only playing slightly better than that young man in Chicago, but somehow the Giants are winning <laughs> anyway. Yo, because Saquon Barkley is, Barkley is playing every position on the field, including quarterback. Yeah. Like Saquon Barkley. This is true. They must not be planning on paying Saquon Barkley because it's like yeah, this season, yeah, they're like, gonna, look, we, well, we got him off. and he's healthy. We're going to run this dude in the dirt. And then Either that or they're like, you let somebody else get him. So you owe us, you, you owe us some get back. Right. <laughs> Probably a little bit of all of that. Like, look, man, you owe us. 
So we're going you know, we going to utilize you. Dude is playing running back, receiver. He out there blocking. He out there playing wildcat quarterback. Danny Dimes got hurt in the game last week, not the London game, but the game before that. And then the second-string quarterback got hurt. So they had to put Daniel Jones back in, but when he got back in, he was just a decoy wide receiver. But they had to put him back in because if they didn't, he wouldn't have been able to come back in. So they put him out there a few plays as a decoy receiver and let Saquon Barkley take the snaps. I'm like, yo, they're going to kill the ball, so they won't have to pay him. (laughs) But they're like, look, we're going to at least try to have some success off your back this season. So uh, shout out to Saquon um, as, you know, doing his thing. But as a fan, I hope he'll be dead by the time they play us. Because <laughs> they, they trying to kill him. All right, so um, I got the Packers as well. Uh, Vikings at Dolphins. I know when it comes to the Vikings, Vikings. you always got to ask what time it is. I think that's a one o'clock game. Yeah, I think that that was my next question. Like, is it, is it a prime time game? Is, yeah, that, it, it is a one o'clock game. I'm rolling. I'm rolling with the Vi Kings just because. Um, I don't know who the I think the Dolphins got B off in that quarterback. Like. Uh, yeah, so I'm just gonna roll with the Vikings. They got they're running with Skylar Diggins or somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's a one o'clock game on Fox. The four and one Vikings, the three and two Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins are gonna be able to hold up if they have to keep going into their quarterback bag. Um, shout out to Skylar. Maybe he'll surprise us, but he playing against Kirk at one o'clock, so he don't have much of a shot in this one. Um, our Kirk. next one. <laughs> our next one is. The three and two Ravens visiting the four and one aforementioned New York football Giants. Man, the Giants have been proving me wrong because I haven't picked them four times, I know that, and they got four victories. But I'm going to go out on a limb again. I'm going to say the Ravens are going to go up there and beat them. The Giants going to, you know, probably win the game, tell me FOH. Miz going to tell me FOH. Because <laughs> I'm still yeah, waiting for the I'm Giants with, to, to turn to the midgets. But. I'm rolling with the Ravens, yo. The, Ra- the Ravens low-key should be undefeated. Right. The Ravens got a problem with keeping leads. <laughs> That's yeah. their problem. They don't have a problem with coming out and, plus, and putting yo, it on a It's team. like they get bored. Mm-hmm. And when a game gets close, they got a cheat code that nobody else got because their kicker is, like, that guy. Like Shoot. Their kicker and their quarterback, I mean, two cheat codes. They're both ridiculous. Yo, they're kicker. They're going to yeah. line him up from 80 at, at some point, and he's going to bang that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to line boys from 80 for a game winner. And the people are going to be like, why are they not throwing a Hail Mary? This is because we might have a chance to make this because boy is ridiculous. But, yeah, he's yeah, definitely he's a cheat code. All right, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well on the road. Uh, Bills at Chiefs. Now, this is the 4-1 and one Bills at the 4-1 Chiefs. A lot of people think that this is a preview of the AFC championship game, soon come. Uh, who you got in this one? This, this, this is a difficult one for me. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. They're they the home team. Um, so I'm literally picking a home team. Like, let's, yeah, we that's we my, agree too that's much on these, on these picks. Uh, same for yeah, me. The life. Chiefs have one of the better home field advantages in football. They be going crazy up at Arrowhead. Um, 
when they made that call against Chris Jones last week, that BS roughing the passer call, yo, they booed the rest for about five minutes straight after that. Like a lot of things happened after (laughs) that. Chiefs got the ball back and everything, and they were still booing the ref. So, you know, their fans definitely get behind (laughs) them. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Then we got the Sunday night tilt, which is the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys visiting the 5-0 Philadelphia Eagles. For me, this one is a who's playing quarterback decision for me. But if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I don't even try to play Dak in this game because – Win or lose, they got a a good chance here to play some mind games with the Philadelphia Eagles. You go in there and you beat them with Cooper Rush, you're like, okay, y'all can't mess with us. And when that come back, like it's on. But if you don't, if you go in there and even if they just play tough and they don't win the game, the Eagles still have to think in the back of their minds that, damn, we were playing against Cooper Rush, like, this team with this defense, they played us this tough. Like, how are we going to deal with them if we got if they got that? So, they got mind games. I, I think the I, I'm gonna pick the Eagles on this one at home, mainly because of Cooper Rush. Because even though he's four and zero as a starter this year, five and zero altogether, it's not really Cooper Rush. He threw for a hundred yards last week. Their defense mm-hmm. is the real deal, and I think. The but, Eagles, you know, they like now, to get some second quarter points on there. But if the Eagles can't score in the second half, it's going to come up, come back to bite them at some point this season against a better team. The one thing I will say is, he, but he's not losing the game, and that sometimes that can yeah, lose the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't coming. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Up. Like sometimes quarterbacks, because of the talent they have, they end up doing too much. Like you used to doing too much. Like you know, just just stop trying to do too much. You know, I think that's what right. Cooper does. He, Crazy part is, so if you put Dak in, why would you put Dak in against one of the better defenses in the NFL? You're setting them up to fail. So if he fails against the Eagles, who are the number one team in the NFL, you know that's going to start the controversy. When the fact of the matter is, he didn't get to pick on the Bengals. He got to play the Eagles. You know what I mean? Like, so right. there's and no that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't even play Dak if I'm them. Because, and, and, I know, and I know why they would, though, because this is not just an NFC game. This is a division game. So you're already – you know, you're, you're already back a game. If you lose this game, you'll kind of be back three games because you'll be back two in the standings, but the Eagles at the moment will hold the tiebreaker, which, you know, so, so they don't want to get back too far. So I would understand why they would, but I would also understand why they like, all right, let's try this again with Cooper Rush because, man, if we can get the win with them, oh, they really in trouble. But even if we yeah. play them tough and don't, they're going to know we're here. <laughs> and they're going to be a little I'm nervous going, going down the road. I'm going to go with them as well. Um, that means they're going to lose. Uh, last but not least, <laughs> the 2-3 and three Broncos on Monday night are going to see the 3-2 and two Chargers. This game wasn't all that. There was only really yeah, five they decent stop games this the Broncos week. On prime time, yeah. <laughs> they thought Russ was that bull, man. They, 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 let's ride. Russ ain't riding. No well, Russ literally, the Russ literally got all the. Where he didn't earn it. <laughs> he got all the primetime games, man. I'm going with the Chargers because they got a better quarterback. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. The Broncos lost their number one running back, even though you know their number two running back once was a, a rising star in the league. Uh, he got fumbleitis though. He liked to dribble a lot. Um, so. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one as well. So I think our whole pick six, I think we picked the same teams. So we could have just discussed that before the joint and just gave out our picks. But shout out to everybody and all the NFL fans out there. You know, hope your team does what they have to do this weekend. Unless they play in my team or unless they're in my team's division, then, then F your team. All right, so before we talk about what happened while y'all were on the grind, uh, let's go to the phone lines, see what we got popping on the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in the great state of AZ. Not really great. Shout out to Martin Luther King. What up, Tobias? Roll down time. What's going on? Nothing much. Roll damn tide. <laughs> hey. What's up with you? Bryce Bryce Young is gonna play. They gonna put that cortisone shot up in him, put some gas in his um you know, in his Range Rover, all with NIL money that's above the board. And have you noticed the media pretty much said Tennessee's gonna beat Alabama and Nick Say might to call that rat poison. And but here's a stat for you guys, right? Tennessee it's like a hundred and twenty I think it's hundred twenty eighth in pass defense. Uh they talk about the Tennessee's offense, but have they talked about Tennessee's defense, which is trash. They got Anthony Richardson who couldn't throw a lick looking like looking like, you know, a star quarterback out there. Uh but if we play that backup Jalen Milrow, we're done. Because <laughs> that boy can't throw a lick. <laughs> Yo, hey Jim, you notice though? Tobias, every week, his call starts with him basically admonishing anybody who gave a little bit of props to the team that's out, that Alabama's going to play. So he'll tell you hey. why you shouldn't be saying anything good about them. And, and hey. then he trashes <laughs> nah, but in some, God, in some God, way. See, here, here's the problem. We start Milrow and forget everything I just said if we start that dude. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because anyone seen him throw a ball, man, I'll tell you what. I, I watch him. He reminds me of those athletes. You know, your, when the white boy gets hurt at high school and the black guy comes in who gets a receiver and the throws, everything's on a rope, no touch, no accuracy. That's him. He throws the black Taysom Hill. That's what he is. Uh, you know, but but it's going to be a good one, though, man. The t- last time Tennessee beat Alabama, the iPhone wasn't out yet. George W. Bush was still in office, <laughs> you know, yeah. and we were still, yeah. And, uh, and we still had to see the bootleg man in the barbershop to buy that beautiful, dope educational footage, if you catch my drift. Uh, <laughs> you know. But one thing I got to touch on, I think the Chiefs are going to beat Buffalo. Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, they're big-time quarterbacks, right? But it seems like they got propped up for almost beating Patrick Mahomes, just keeping it close to covering the spread. I ain't rather to get props for that. But And I think that the Chiefs are missing that explosive factor, but he's playing some good quarterback this year. And uh, and I think they'll beat him. And I think, like with Dallas, I think the problem with the Eagles is the hot take media hasn't covered this. They they have problems scoring the second half. <laughs> you know? And, uh, Hold on. They, they definitely on do. Yeah. They definitely do. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be some teams that's going to test that. And, and the Cardinals tested that a little bit. If not yeah. for – like the two boneheaded plays in that last drive by Kyler Murray, he must have didn't study that part. Like, you know, the Eagles probably wouldn't be undefeated right now, or at least that game would have went, at very least, it would have gone into overtime. 
But he made yeah, a couple of bad have, decisions in that joint. The first one, he didn't run out of bounds. And then the second one, he spiked the yeah, ball because, in third and one. <laughs> because when, because in, I think it's October 27th, a new Call of Duty comes out. Hopefully the Cardinals on a bye week that week. Because he ain't going to get nothing done. But, uh, you know, uh, but with Jalen Hurts, I think that's the test with him. Yeah, we jump out early when everything is scripted. Now when it's nut crunchy time and you actually got to be a quarterback and you got to take these defenses, there's only a couple of defenses out there that, that can keep up with his running style. And that's just something there. But, hey, you don't apologize for winning, but it's just something the hot take media doesn't point out. Uh, but one thing I do want to bring up, though, uh, when you get on, yeah, how do you talk about it? Yeah, get out of here in like 10 minutes. Man, you ain't going nowhere, man. You don't even like you. Don't, you don't even want to go to those games. By the way, first, this that's a problem. With your boys' basketball team. So many of the kids in your team know their daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> that, you know what? That might be true though, man, because they're not hungry like the kids that don't know their daddy. Hey, hey and plus they got regular. Suburban plus kids. they got regular names. They need to have names like Turquavius or Swanquavius. They need names like that, so you know they're gonna ball. Uh, <laughs> you know, but what's the funny part? I hear all this talk about Draymond Green won't go to the Lakers. The question I ask, why in the hell will LeBron walk down on his team? He already got a bunch of guys who can't shoot already. You don't have a guy that all he does is dribble. He's just getting away at his age. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, cause go to, he talk, he go, he go go to they going to trade him. The question I have is, to who? <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't really see that as a fit either. Like, it's, yeah. it's not a fit for anybody who likes to handle the ball when they're going to play with Bron. Not a fit. Not a yeah. fit for Westbrook. <laughs> and if you got Bron and Westbrook, Draymond definitely don't need to be there. So, yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing: when I watch, when I hear this stuff, and I'm like, he could be a free agent all he wants, but who's going to sign him for that money? Because he still believes he's a max guy. And Golden State got young guys out there they, they could put in his place when they once they move on. Because remember, in the Bulls dynasty, the only two people that, that stood the whole dynasty were Pippen and Jordan. And you know, Clay Thompson's going to be next in that chopping block, too, and his contract comes up. But it's a cold game, man. And the one thing you cannot do as a team is hang on to players too long. You have to let them go sometimes. Unless it's like Steph, not not – now, with Steph, you milk that to the end, <laughs> you know. But everybody else, hey, you just got to do what you got to do as a team. Yeah, no doubt. All right, man, we're hey. about to be out, out of here. We'll be right hey, to you, uh, you, you next week, man. Hey, you guys have a good weekend, and I still say the Brady effect. Say the random pass interferences. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was crazy. But, hey, milk it, milk it while he's on your squad. Milk hey, Todd Bowles about to find out what life is like when Brady leaves. He's going to be a colored again. You know that. But anyway, you got to yeah. take it easy. Todd Bowles <laughs> about to find out what it means to not be really white when you think you're white. All right. We holler <laughs> yeah. at you. Thanks, <laughs> if y'all don't know what we're talking about, man, just go see Todd Bowles' latest comments that got MAGA Twitter um, having him as their favorite coach right now, or at least their favorite help right now. Um, and Whitlock also loved the comments, so y'all know what kind of comments they are. But, Jim, what happened this week where everybody was on the Grizz Nae? Yo, I'm waiting for Whitlock to like someone's comment and then someone to walk their comment back and be like, you know what, Whitlock likes right. it, so never mind. I'm right. going to like, never mind. <laughs> I definitely must yeah, have man. said the wrong thing if he like it. 
He, he, yo, man, real he quick, though, while you're on the grid, Nae. Raccoona. <laughs> brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. You need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com. Or call 267-205-4203 and it's go, yeah. All right, now, let's talk about what happened this past week while you're on the grid, Nae. Um, first thing you Maverick and LeBron had Kanye on a recent episode of The Shop to let him, you know, talk his talk, and they decided not to air it um, because they said he was, you know, being too disrespectful and they're not, you know, they don't want to participate in Kanye's madness, man. So yeah, I know Kanye talked. The um, statement they said, you know, basically yesterday we taped an episode of The Shop with Kanye West. He was booked weeks ago, and after talking to him directly the day before we taped, I believe he was capable of a respectful discussion, and he was ready to address all his recent comments. Unfortunately, he used the shop to reiterate more hate speech and extremely dangerous stereotypes. So we've made the decision not to air this episode or any of Kanye's remarks. While the shop embraces thoughtful discourse and differing opinions, we have zero tolerance for hate speech of any kind and will never allow our channels to be used to promote hate. Damn, he, they called it hate speech, though. Like, what could Kanye have possibly been saying that they call that they're calling hate speech? Doing I'm that, for TMZ people leak, probably want to see will leak some of this footage. Yeah, TMZ gonna leak you, some of this footage. Right, somebody gonna get it. But you know what I think might be the situation? Like, it might have been. It probably was a situation where, you know. Because Kanye was, you know, I, they used to look up to Kanye. Kanye was in Jay's camp, and you know how Bron feels about Jay's camp. Probably it was a situation where he was talking his talk, and nobody was really challenging him, you know, challenging him. Even if they didn't really agree, they probably didn't challenge him the way that they, they probably thought they should have. They probably watched it back like, we're going to get killed if we leak this. I mean, if we, uh, so if we air this. And it's my just thought, my speculation. My thought, you know I mean? my thought was similar to yours, but a little different. I didn't think that they didn't challenge him. I thought that they did challenge him, but they didn't challenge him correctly. So right. LeBron has like this thing where he falls on certain issues where it's like he kind of talks his way out of it. It's almost like when you catch LeBron reading a book and you ask him to explain it. And he's like, the book is good, you know, it makes uh-huh. you think, it's good to read. Like he talks out of it. He's not great at articulating his points. And to me, it wasn't that they didn't challenge him. They probably did challenge him, but they probably didn't um, sound educated in articulating their points. And it was like, whoa, like, you know, nah, we ain't gonna, yeah. let's not put this out. Because even, even in a situation again, like Kanye's not the greatest at articulation, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't a situation where, oh, Kanye's killing us, so I don't want to put this out. It probably was he sound yeah, dumb. We sound dumb trying to Kanye- defend it. He runs with talking points. Kanye runs with the the MAGA, you know, Whitlock side talking points. So he probably was just like saying his Candace Owen talking points, and they probably weren't even responding in the correct way, other than, you know, we just disagree. So it it probably made everybody look dumb. Probably was one big dumb fest. (laughs) One big dumbass convention. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. That's definitely a possibility. What else we got? J.P. Morgan. When you talk about J.P. Morgan, you might as well Yo, you know they I mean? told him to get his bread up out of this. Probably a lot of bread. If yo, J.P. Morgan don't want all yo, that bread. Told yo, him yo, to get his stuff out by like, November, we, we what, November 1st. Get your bread out of here. Yeah, we don't even want it. <laughs> yeah, we don't even want yo, That's how you know he messed with the wrong folks. Yeah. Anyway, yep. um, <laughs> speaking of messing with the wrong folks, man, your man Daniel Snyder is in the news. Um, an article dropped today, and you know, it talks to a lot of folks that were higher up in the Redskins organization, as well as other NFL owners. And they said that Daniel Snyder, 
claims he has dirt on all of the NFL owners and the commissioner and says they won't remove him as a team because he could bring them all down. Call them the mafia. Right. I mean, but as long as Daniel Snyder has been there and being investigated for different things and running this historical franchise in the ground, I mean, he might be right. Like, it's not really He's hard to it. believe. Right. It's not really hard to believe, so he probably does have dirt. But that dirt is probably what we all expect. I mean, he probably got the the, the racist remarks that they probably spew when, when they're all together, you know what I mean, talking about their players like they slaves, they to help, that kind of thing. I'm pretty sure, he, you know, once they start investigating him, I'm pretty sure he goes into all the meetings, all the the owners' meetings with a with a hot tape recorder, like like he rerun at the Doobie Brothers concert. Um, so so I don't I don't disagree. I mean, I, not even something that you can disagree with, but I don't disbelieve that he probably has dirt on him. But they all probably have dirt on each other. So yeah, the funniest part of that article is when uh, Daniel Snyder says. Um, all these NFL owners hate each other. And they reached out to an NFL owner and said, that's not true. We just all hate Daniel Snyder. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that was the funniest one. Cooked his dumb ass. Fuck him up. We'll see how long this lasts, though. I mean, because I'm pretty sure they're trying to find some legal loopholes to get him up out of there no matter what he tries to come back with. So... Man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with him being here. And... I keep telling y'all that I'm cool with him being here because I think as soon as he leaves, they're gonna have a change of fortune with this team. Someone, someone had put out that. a tweet earlier. They said before Daniel Snyder got to the Redskins, they said that the Redskins organization, in terms of how they were perceived, was like one step below, say, the Yankees or Lakers or Celtics. Like they weren't at that level, but they were the, right. like, the next level. And they said right. since he's taken over. It's a complete 180. They're at the bottom of how they're perceived with everything. And I was like, damn, I never thought about that. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Anyway, and they also have went from number, they went from number one in the league in terms of attendance, and right now they're 31. Yeah. We took over. I, I mean, at some at, at some point, their fans had to make a stand, man. It's so expensive yeah. to go to a to a Commodores game, <laughs> and it, and it's been that way for a long time. Like he just. He gives them the worst product, but their little broke-down stadium is so expensive with the concessions, with the parking, with the tickets. Like, he, like they rent out stuff five miles from the stadium, and you're still paying, like, $30 to park. Um, it's just it's yeah. been crazy for a lot of years, man, for a lot of years. And the fans man, are imagine, finally making I a stand. I could imagine, like, being a, you know, a, a fan of a, you know, a opposing team in, the, in the, the division. Like, you know, any week that you got to play the Commodores, it's going to be an easy Sunday morning. Anyway. Um, oh, yo, bars. Crown with y'all. If you know, you know. Yo, yo <laughs> real quick, though, Ben Gordon, man. Ben Gordon, old Chicago Bull Ben Gordon. He allegedly punched his 10-year-old in the face and was arrested and craziest part about this story is I was reading that his ten-year-old had a restraining order on him. I didn't know that. Like, what is that about? Yo, yeah, they said he wasn't allowed to go out of the state with his son, um, nor was he allowed uh, – it was something else. He wasn't allowed to go out of the state with him. And 
was he not allowed to be with him by himself or something? So it kind of looked like it was, a, yeah. it was like a kidnapping attempt or something. Because why he in the airport with his son? But yeah, I don't yeah, know what's like, going on in that situation, man. Yo, they said witnesses yeah. said oh. like he punched the kid in the face like numerous times. I don't know what he Damn. you know could have done or could have said. Uh, <laughs> um. Because he was, you know, he confirmed to to the police that it was his son. I think he thought that was going to get him out of it. Like, yeah, a lot of people, you don't like them stepping in when you discipline your kid, but you can't discipline your kid with punches to the face. You know what I mean? So he got a bunch of offenses, assault, resisting arrest, because he wouldn't let them handcuff him, Uh, contempt and child endangerment. So, (laughs) yo. Listen, man, prayers, prayers to everybody involved in this. But I do want to give Draymond a shout-out for restoring the feeling. Draymond is bringing back punching people in the face, whether right. it's your kid, whether it's the ops. Like, Draymond is bringing back swinging on folks, man. So he's, and if y'all he's see trying the to theme, restore the feeling of the early 90s. Man. That's why, the, that's why this episode is called Letting Your Hands Go. It's dedicated to Draymond. Yeah, it's dedicated to Ben Gordon. Yo, <laughs> yo put, put put the guns down, man, and follow Draymond's lead. Just start sucker-punching folks, man. Like, you know, right. you're feeling, you're the same level of embarrassment. As a matter Everybody of fact, will live. If you sucker punch me like, listen, if you sucker punch me like that, that might be more. That might be worse. Because if you kill me, like, then I'm become it's, a victim. Yeah, and, you know, it's not embarrassing to get shot. It's embarrassing to get stole. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, yeah. You're proving your have to live with this the rest of his life. So come on, y'all, right. put the guns down and, and, and follow Draymond's lead, man. We we bringing sucker punching back. Right. If Draymond would have shot him, then we would feel sorry for Poole. But since he stole him, like we got jokes for 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 years. Like, yo, yeah, man. You listen, man. Make, <laughs> Yo, make make stealing people great again. Right, no doubt. So one last thing before before we go on. Um, so the thing was he had an order of protection against him dating from 2018 that forbids him from committing physical abuse, harassment, or the interference with his son's personal liberty, and it prohibits him from removing the boy from Illinois. So yeah, they were in an airport. Damn. I don't even know if they were in an airport. and Yeah, they were in a New York airport. So strike one, you already removed them from Illinois. Uh, yeah, Ben Gordon going to jail. Holla. Yeah, I'm not use that. Next time my wife tell me to stop doing something, I say, yo, you prohibited my personal liberty. <laughs> right. Come on. Break, break right. the law. Anyway, man, that's what happened this time. That's why you were in the great society. Why can't I send an airplane? <laughs> yo, I- you're interfering with my personal liberties right now. Like, leave me alone. Right. All right. So before we roll out, man, this date, this date in sports history, brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Go to warroomsports.com, Amazon.com, SportsTheBook.com, and get your copy of the greatest sports book ever written, written by our own Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, make sure you join that movement, man. Support. October 13, 2015 was the day that they found our homie, former NBA star Lamar Odom. They found him unconscious in a brothel in Nevada, uh, subsequently was hospitalized because of this, because his system was chock full of drugs, and they had to pretty much save his life, man. So shout out to Lamar Odom for still being here. Um, You know, we saw him getting interviewed for uh, the Lakers, Doctor Tim Part that we've been watching. Yeah, man. Um, 
Um, shout out to that. That's another good documentary. And we've been watching the Redeem team. We'll talk about that next week when we got more time. We'll put that early in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty Lamar good Odom. documentary as well. Lamar Odom just did an interview with uh with, with Shannon Sharp, which is hilarious, man. And one of the one of the comments he made on there was, he said, man, you know what happened with you and uh, the Kardashian? Y'all never had any kids. He was like, man, that's because of the drugs I was taking. He said, because I was always up in there. I said, yo, <laughs> yo. How you gonna say that on TV? Like, yo, I was always up in there. Yo, girl, yeah, hey. I gotta watch that. All right, man, let's yo. get up out of here. Listen, man, you know, I got some man. practice to pick somebody up from. Yeah, yeah, practice. Never yo, ends. I just want to say, man, shout out to everybody, man, for all the support. You know, we've been rocking for over a decade at this point, man. I just want to say thank you. We definitely appreciate and love y'all. Um, check us out next week, right back here, same time, same back channel. Check out all of our webcast, social media. Everything can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com, including my book. Yes, sir. Book. Go to warroomsports.com. Yes, but until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Tills Naive. Tua, sit your ass down. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.